Welcome back, folks, to our Paid High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebia Saez here with my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? I'm doing great, Nebby, man. How are you doing, Nebby? I didn't ask you that in a minute. <laughs> we got a guest already waiting on us here, but how are you doing, man? Tell us how you doing. Before we introduce our illustrious guest, man, another top recruit from Central PA, I'm doing great. I'm alive and blessed. You know, football is year-round, like you mentioned, right? And so we're, we're speaking to some of the top athletes coming in for the class of 2023, and I'm just excited to dig into it and get going. Yeah, man, so it's, it's exciting. Like, you, we talk about football being year-round, and it really is because now that we're out of season, we got guys making a lot of big moves. Last week we had Steel High quarterback uh, Alex Irby on here. Uh, one of the top sophomores, probably the most prolific sophomore quarterback in the state. This week, we got another big name. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce him, Nebby. We got Bishop McDevitt Jr. He'll be a senior next year. Uh, running back Marquise Williams, one of the best in the state. I think he's ranked nationally, you know, and, and a kid that I've been watching since he was a freshman, man. And uh, he's just done amazing things. Marquise, great to have you on, man. Hey, no problem. No problem. How y'all doing? We're doing good, man. We, we appreciate having you on here. Tell us how, you, you know, every, we've all weighed in on how we're doing, man. How are you doing? I've been looking at this thing, and, <laughs> you know, anytime somebody gets an offer, we write it up on Penn Live, and you keep us busy, man. Nebby's wrote a few. I've wrote a few. You got Buffalo today, right? Louisville yesterday. Yeah. I mean, what's it like, man, um, right now with you? The recruiting game seems to be picking up a little bit more. Some offers coming in. It's mm-hmm. got to be an amazing kind of feeling for you to be getting these offers, getting this attention. Just, just what's it like to, you know, to be Marquise Williams right now? Right now, I'm just, you know, remaining focused. Yeah, it feels good to get offers, but behind the scenes, you got to put in the work. But lately, I've just been putting in the work and talking to coaches, just going with the flow. And I, I know you do that. You know, I, we were talking before we come on the podcast, Nebby. The first time I met Marquise, you know, pre-COVID and stuff, and I've had my issues getting out after COVID, but when he was going in his freshman year, everybody told me, Bishop McDavid has this freshman running back who's going to be unreal. And they were giving some high comparisons to like Shady McCoy and stuff like that, which is like mega. Mm-hmm. And we went over and, 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 you know, I watched this film and we went over and we did a story with him. And I know even back then, Marquise, you were working hard. I know your dad was, you had like videos up of you setting up cones and running through and stuff. What is the workout schedules like and stuff like that? I know we're, we're actually recording today because you were power trained. Yeah. So what's the workout schedule like right now? What kind of work are you putting in? What are you focusing on to, to get better for next year? Right now, we're in the lifting phase, and that lifting phase is um, strength, improving strength. Later in the week, I'll do, like, speed and agility just to keep my feet active so I don't fall off. That's about it. Yeah, it looks like you just came from school. For those who don't know, Bishop McDevitt has, like, <laughs> dress attire. Yeah, so you got your shirt, your tie on. Brian, I went to a Catholic elementary school on 25th and Berry Hill Street called Holy Family, so I know what that feeling is like. But, I mean, like Brian mentioned, right, you had a lot of top running backs come out of Bishop McDevitt High School, like LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Poteet, Andre Robinson, mm-hmm. you name it, the list goes on. I mean, what what does that feel like, having those comparisons being made and you still have another year of high school football left to play? Man, it's a it's an honor to be named amongst the, one of the greatest, not one of the greatest because I didn't make it to the top yet, but um, an honor to be named after them. Mm-hmm. We all have their own skill set. Like Shady, he has a skill set. Poteet has a skill set. All the other backs that came out of McDevitt has their own skill set. And, you know, it just feels it's an honor to be named after them. Never, it's funny, you know, when this, this guy was going into his freshman year again. He told me he'd already kind of went and watched some of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get a lot of young guys that, that 
they go and look at that those guys. Right. Where did that come from with you, Marquise? I know you've you've looked at other backs and stuff like that. Not not everybody does that. Goes and like looks at guys that came before them. It's really just you know. I want to just because I I haven't played a game at McDevitt yet. So what I did was before I even played a game, I just wanted to see what the style of offense was. And, you know, as a back, you really got to pay attention what style of offense you're about to be in. That's really what I was doing. Also, learning new tricks. Every back has their own skill set. I want to learn some new tricks, too, out of my sleeve. Marquise, you keep talking about this skill set. You talk about different styles of backs. I mean, who would you compare your style to the most, or what would you say that your skill set is? That's, yeah, that's a hard one. You feel like it's different? I mean, how would you rate it, like, compare it? That that was a that was a very good question, but at the same time, it's hard to compare. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people say I, I can cut on a dime like Shady. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say I was faster than Shady was in high school. So it's like, I don't know. It will be more like Shady because I do like cut it on a dime, just like him. That's really, you know, just because he played for Bishop McDevitt, everybody says, well, you know, they compared him to Shady mm-hmm. coming in, Nebby, and, and stuff like that. And um, it, it's not just that Shady was there at Bishop McDevitt, too, because they've had other good running backs. Ricky Waters right. was amazing. He should probably be in the freaking Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. Hey, you know, Marquise, when I do look at the film, I do see some of that, and that maybe a little bit built like him. Mm-hmm. Like he was in high school, and you you got that ability to cut without losing acceleration, good vision, you know, and and you can do a lot of things. You got good speed, so there is there are some similarities there. But you know, I think one thing that we had to say is that when I did that story, and that's that was one of the reasons anybody tells you somebody who's coming up around here is comparable to Michael Parsons mm-hmm. or uh, Shady McCoy or Ricky Waters. You you got to go see. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why we went over there to look at Marquise. Also, when you put that tag again on people, they're like an all-time great. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing to go through. This guy goes out his freshman year, and he's max prep second team All-American, uh, over a thousand yards. And I remember at the end of that interview, he said, "You know, I I, I want to be Marquise Williams." You know, Marquise, you you, you really have kind of went out and set your own path, and you had a really great year last year of a McDevitt make it to the four A state title game, uh, over nineteen hundred yards. And mm-hmm. I was probably playing a lot of games two or two and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. When you look back at everything so far, how do you feel about the way your career has worked out right now through, uh, through your time at Bishop McDevitt? How have you been able to do the things you've done so far? You know, it feels great playing for Bishop McDevitt. <laughs> I wish I could play forever, but you know, everybody got to move on at some point. But, um, you know, I love the, the people around me. That's, just, that's what really just like makes me like being there because I like the people around me. And last year, going back to last year, I didn't really have a good year. I think it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. He said, a minor setback is a major comeback. And I always kept that in my mind throughout the all season when I got injured. It just made me work harder every single day. And I just came in with a different attitude because I was not allowing myself to get injured again. So I was just, you know, continuing to work hard every day. Just um, set a new standard. I didn't really take it to heart. I, I blocked out the noise, but people were saying that um, he might not be the same again after his injury. And, you know, I just let it go through one ear and out the other. I just kept pushing. Let's go back to that COVID year real quick. You talked about having some struggles there. I know you were banged up, but I even, I talked to some guys that had trained with you and, tra- and trained you going into that season, and they felt like you were in a really, really good place physically and getting ready to have a big season. So mm-hmm. for, I, I don't know if, what, what was the injury you had again that year. And obviously 
it was an abbreviated season anyway because of COVID. Um, but what, what injury did you have and how frustrating was it? Because you were you were getting ready to have a good year, weren't you? Yeah, um, it was it was pretty frustrating. It was a high equal sprain. I don't really want to blame it on a cleats. Also, during the game, the other team would like pile up on my ankle, on my ankle, and do like dirty, their dirty stuff, you know, like twist it. Part of it was the cleats I was wearing because I wasn't big, I wasn't able to cut like I wanted to, and stuff like that. But yeah, going into the season, I did feel good. I think it's just because the cleats and like the other team was just starting to play dirty at the end of the quarter. What team were you playing against when you sustained that injury? That was Mifflin County. Okay. I, I had a trainer who, and you probably know what I'm talking about, who worked with you some, who told me, yeah, this kid's getting ready to have a monster season. And I know you got banged up some. When you, when you get banged up like that, you go through a season like that, it's abbreviated anyway. How did you, you obviously had a great junior season. So mm-hmm. how did you attack that all season? How did you bounce back to have the year that you had? First, I wanted to make sure that my ankles were strengthened and I was and I felt confident cutting off both ankles. So during the offseason, I would do like I would do physical therapy for my ankles, make sure they're strong. Once they were strong, I started working on like strength. So doing workouts that improve strength while I was working out. I will always like before I would start working out, I always remind myself what happened in that COVID season and just to like click in my head like you got to go harder and you got to prove people wrong that you're not injury prone because that's what people were saying about me. I was injury prone. All that stuff people were saying about me and all that COVID stuff, I just kept in the back of my mind. I was like, all right, we just going to keep it pushing, though, and do what I got to do to have this great season. Marquise, I want to kind of change gears here a little bit. Um, I know you're a Harrisburg native just like myself, born and raised. Um, I grew up in the, you know, the Harrisburg Catholic mm-hmm. City Schools uh, background, mm-hmm. going to private school. Um, but what was it ultimately that helped you make that choice to go to McDevitt? Like I said, I don't really know too much of your background, but, you know, were you always in the Catholic school or, you know, did you grow up in the Harrisburg School District? And why was McDevitt your your choice? You know, because a lot of kids going out of Catholic school either go to McDevitt or they go to Harrisburg High School or neighboring schools in the area. As a kid, I, I'm in middle school. I don't even know what's going by the high school I'm about to go to. Just one day I happened to wake up. My parents, I don't know, they was just in the room chopping it up. And my dad said that he wanted me to go to McDevitt. And he figured that it was a great platform up there and I'll do good up there. So him and my mom agreed on putting me into McDevitt. And I wasn't always a Catholic school. I mean, a Catholic kid. Uh, I was a public school kid. I didn't. I went to Swatter Middle School. I went to Tri Community at my elementary school. I also went to um, Lawton Elementary. And yeah, so I wasn't a Catholic kid. I was always a public school kid. Okay, Brian, I'm always, you know, uh, anxious to ask that question because a lot of, you know, students that go to Bishop McDevitt either, you know, grew up in the Catholic school system or a lot of them are from like inner city schools or even from rural suburban areas. So that was the reason why I asked that question. It seems like it worked out pretty good, Marquise. Obviously, you guys, you know, you have an all-American type uh, freshman uh, year. Uh, struggle sophomore year. You come back last year, almost 2,000 yards. Like I said, you didn't play a lot of games over two, two and a half quarters. You guys get to the state championship. What was that run like last year for Bishop McDevitt? What was it like to be a part of that? Even though we lost, it just felt good being making it to the final stage. I have other teammates that can vouch for that too, that being in the state championship was a great experience. Obviously, then in how we won it. It's just, you know, at practice, to get to that, Coach Weck will always tell us, attack the man that's in front of us. 
our ultimate goal was to make it to the state championship, but he wanted us to attack the man that's in front of us because the people that's in front of is front of y'all is stopping you to get to your ultimate goal. So that's how we um as a team we just attacked the the season, being one by one. When you get to a game like that, you you got up early, you know you end up losing a close game. Mm-hmm. You guys have some real big time talent coming back next year. You're there. The guy in the backfield with you since Sarah Bowers has an offer now. He's a great running back, too. And mm-hmm. Stole Saunders at quarterback. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Rico Scott's out there. You guys got some big-time talent coming back. Riley Rebel, Gabriel Arena. Mm-hmm. How hungry is this team and how excited is this team moving forward and in, into next season? Uh, we feel pretty good. What we will do in the weight room is every time we walk in the weight room, it's a whiteboard with a state championship score. Mm-hmm. And before we bought the lift, we look at that to remind us that was that final score. And we don't want that to happen again. But everyone's pretty fired up and everybody's working. Everything is the next man up at this point because, you know, we uh, we lost some key, piece, key pieces on defense. But it's going to be the next man up. And I think we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. Who's the baddest man on that football team besides you? Because you all, you would have to say you. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't say who's the baddest man on the football team. You think? That's a good question. Um, I would guess probably Riley Rebel. I was thinking that too. He's huge. Um, I mean, I watched him <laughs> wrestle on TV the other night. You know, I don't cover a ton of wrestling. We cover a ton of wrestling at Penn Live. And I like the UFC and stuff like that. And I was watching mm-hmm. that guy wrestle a uh, kid from Camp Hill, and it was like a grizzly bear just mm-hmm. mauling the kid. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and he had a heck of a year for you guys. So yeah, he's a he's a bad man. Uh, he can play both sides of the ball. I don't. He doesn't get tired either. Them wrestlers, man. His wrestlers have different mentalities. Yep, he doesn't get tired on the football field. All four quarters, offense and defense, is he's on the field. He don't get tired. So like, I gotta give him props to that. Marquise, you mentioned that you know before workouts, you guys look at the whiteboard, and you know that kind of helps you. Uh, think about what happened last season, how you want to move going forward. I'm a firm believer in that successful seasons and district titles and state championships mm-hmm. are all one in the off season, right? I mean, talk to me about playing for a coach like Jeff Wechter, right, who's been around Bishop McDevitt for a very long time, who's had very many successful seasons. I mean, what is it like being in that atmosphere and playing under that system? And what's that experience like for you? So many words I can explain. I love, I love Coach Wechter, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels good playing under him. He's a great coach. You know, he pushes us at practice. He really spends time a lot on like a decent amount of time on offense to make sure we're sharp and what we're doing. If we're doing something wrong and he sees it, he'll correct it immediately. He'll come to us and tell us to correct it. You got to do it this way. And, you know, that's what I, I really like because you don't want to play teams doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like the way how he um, comes to us and explains what we're doing wrong and stuff like that. He's just a great coach. I love him. And much credit to Coach Wechter, but you also have other guys on that coaching staff, too, right? I mean, I got to shout out my guy, Danny, yeah. who was a Harrisburg legend. And, you know, mm-hmm. he went on to play at UConn. I mean, what is it like having those type of dudes in your corner and, you know, having them to kind of coach you up and guide you and be a mentor, you know, throughout your high school career? It feels good. I love all of the coaches, honestly. Um, going down from the line coach. I really love the line coach because, you know, you got to have that relationship mm-hmm. with the line. You know, you can't be disrespectful disrespectful to your line coach mm-hmm. and your lineman as a running back. That's just not no <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And then 
even though I love the defense and all, yeah. but even though I don't really play defense, um, I love the defensive coaches too. They're cool, mm-hmm. you know. They they push us too. Even though they play defense, they push us too, mm-hmm. and we battle at practice, and that's what I like. I like the battling. What's the relationship like with uh, Sincere Bowers? I mean, you guys might be the best one-two punch. I mean, you guys, I would think, are the best one-two punch combination of running backs in the mid-pen. Do you guys feel like that? And what's the relationship like with you guys? Oh, the relationship is good. <laughs> we always laughing in school about something. Like in the hallways, going to our classes, we always laughing at something. Even at practice during the water break, we always laughing at something. So it's like it's like a goofy relationship. Yeah, he went for over a thousand yards too last year. Maybe I mean, two great running backs. How how excited? You know, you got you got the next year to go here, Marquise. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about past and you getting ready and building up. But if you look at the next year, have you taken time to kind of sit back and think about everything that's in front of you? You know, in the next year, you're probably going to make a big time college decision of some sort. You know, wherever you're going there, and you're going to you know have a chance to maybe get back to the state championship. That's the goal. Yep. Senior year, too, man. A lot of big things happening for you right over the next year. Have you thought about it? How excited are you about the next year? I'm fired up. Honestly, I want to end this year with a bang. And I want to end it with a bang with with everyone on a team. Like, just like, I just want to see, like, joy in everybody's faces. Because seeing other people smile makes me smile. You know, so I just want the team to come together, you know, and just have that joyful moment. How you going to balance it all, man, to, you know, getting ready for this this final push? And also, that's a huge decision for a young man and his family to make. You've got a lot of – I am looking at this list of offers. Mm-hmm. You got you got Buffalo today when we're as we're recording this, Louisville mm-hmm. yesterday. You got Akron recently. But there's also on the list – and correct me if I'm wrong with any of them – to have to have offered Duke, Temple, Notre Dame, Penn State, Pitt, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can – Texas A&M's in there. Um, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to – there's still probably five, six, seven, eight, nine schools I haven't named here. Vanderbilt mm-hmm. is a great school. You know, when you look at that, you know, how, how do you how do you handle all of that? And how do you go through that process of, you know, you got a big decision to make there. Yeah, I, I try not to let it stress me out. I just go with the flow, for real, for real. And what I mean by, like, I try to not let it stress me out because at the end of the day, I want to go where I have a good relationship with the coaches and what feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why I don't want to really stress out over where I'm going to go because I want to go where I'm going to play and not just get pushed to the side, you know, because I want to be able to show my skills at the next level too, not just be on the bench. I don't think you can go wrong, my man, because, you know, even your smallest offer is a big offer for most people here, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention Cincinnati, and they were in the college football playoff. They're in the mix for you. They tough. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of great schools to choose from and, and, and stuff like that. It's going to be an exciting time. And, and uh, we're excited, Marquise, to watch you continue to develop. And, and I know, you know, I'm hoping to get back out some games this year. And mm-hmm. I know Nebby can't wait to see you play again, even though he's a Harrisburg Cougar. <laughs> you got to watch him a little bit. Oh, man. There's <laughs> nothing against the Cougars. All right, so I started out playing for the Paxton Panthers. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Holy Name. I didn't like it. So we went back to the Paxton Panthers. After, I mean, to the it, when we went back, they were the East Panthers. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the, um, what you call it, Harrisburg Packers. I was a Packer, too. 
and I loved it. And I loved it over there. So I stayed. Mm-hmm. Then we after that year, we combined as the Harrisburg Cougars, the Brown, Harrisburg Broncos mm-hmm. and Harrisburg Packers combined as the Harrisburg Cougars. Yeah. And then, you know, it just felt good playing for them because I had people that I know that go to McDevitt play with me over there too. Absolutely. And I just like playing. I just, I just like playing for them. Yeah, and God God rest Coach Gomez. So, man, the Harrisburg Packers, Brian, we used to get it in yeah. over there on Sunshine Park right off of her and and Cameron Street. But I played <laughs> I played with a lot of guys that, you know, went on from the from the Packers to McDevitt, like Brandon Stanback, you know, who went on to play at Duquesne, um, you know, Miles Turner, mm-hmm. those type guys. But Marquise, you know, mm-hmm. I wanna ask well, I tell Brian all the time, when I first saw you play high school football, I was still new with Penn Live. It was the game you guys played Lower Dolphin at the Hershey Stadium. You remember that? Yep, I remember that. And you and Stone both scored four touchdowns in the first half. And y'all sat out the entire second half. And I remember just telling Brian, like, man, like, they both scored four touchdowns, sat out the entire second half. And then Sincere came in and picked up another touchdown or two off of your four <laughs> yeah. touchdowns. And I was like, Brian, yeah. they're just a powerhouse, man. They're blowing LD out of the water. And Lord Dolphin was a solid team. They made the playoffs. Yeah, they was a solid team. I was actually surprised what they did this year. They actually scored first in that game. Yeah, they they did score first. They scored first on y'all, then y'all scored sixty six straight. <laughs> we we actually took their coach as coach of the mm-hmm. year, Josh Borelli, and I mean, you could have made a heck of a argument for Wack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably could have made an all uh, argument for Calvin Everett over Harrisburg because we we were kind of remarked all year that they played with like thirty kids all year, and yeah. played some really good teams, and, possibly state college. But Lord Dolphin was and and, and Marquise, you know, because you played them. Mm-hmm. was really, really, really bad just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um and, and Borelli, Josh Borelli came in and, and um I mean you guys creamed them pretty good, but they did make the playoffs and that that was a surprise, I think, storyline on the last season. So. Yeah. Even though I don't play for them, I'm proud for them because they made an improvement. Absolutely. Hey, Marquise, I want to go ahead and ask you this because this is something Brian and I do with every guest we have come on here. You know, we've had top recruits from all over Pennsylvania, whether it be Ken Talley, Bo Perbula, Alex Irby, like he mentioned we had last week. We had your teammate Mario Easley on here, and, uh, you know, the the list just goes on. (laughs) But what words of advice would you leave for the underclassmen playing high school football in central Pennsylvania or even in Harrisburg, you know, city schools or whatever the case may be? What would you tell them about their high school athletic careers and the type mindset and focus to have because you pretty you seem to have a pretty good grip on it. Um and keep it short and simple. Don't let your foot off the gas. You gotta keep your foot on the gas at all times. And make sure you attack that classroom. You attack that classroom, good things is gonna come. So don't like what I mean by attacking the classroom, don't go in there and be playing around. You go in there playing around, you're gonna have bad grades. If you go in there focused, you're gonna have good grades. And it's all about and make sure you have good time management because you want to be able to um, train and make sure you have good grades. So you got to balance the um, time management real good. So to keep it short and simple, don't let your foot off the gas and attack that classroom. Absolutely. And Brian, I'm over here smiling, man, because this young brother over here is ahead of his time. Right. He kind of reminds me of me at his age. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, like, no, seriously, a lot of people don't understand that without the classroom. You can't be on a football field. You can't be on a basketball That's court. True. You can't be on a track. And that transcends into college, right? And you're getting yourself, preparing yourself for the ultimate goal, which is to play at the collegiate level. Because in college, at some colleges, if you don't have over a 2.7, like the undergrad I went to, you can't even be mm-hmm. a part of campus organizations. 
you're, you're ineligible for sports. There's so many things that you can't partake in. So the fact that you have that mm-hmm. mindset now as a junior in high school is going to take you a long way. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck on your on your journey. Well, Marquise, we've had you like 30 minutes here, my man. Anything we didn't ask you, anything you want to say before we close this thing out? That's a no. <laughs> we're going to, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to have you back on, okay? We're going to have you back on in the fall, um, you know, maybe maybe around midseason or something like that. Let's, let's get you back on here. Look, we're going to keep – you keep working hard. You keep doing right so that we can keep writing these good stories about you and keep writing every time you get an offer and eventually when you commit. And I know about Sunshine Park. Yeah. I went out there with Michael <laughs> – hey, man, I was out there with Michael Parsons yep. and we we, um, we, could, we did his uh, commitment video out there. Legendary. And, um, you know, a lot of good ball players have played out there. Absolutely. So. But, um, but we'll have you back on, man. It's great to catch up with you. We've talked about you a lot here on the podcast. We do this podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we put you out there a lot on that. Um, and like I said, you keep working hard. You keep doing right so that we can get you back on here and talk about, you know, some some big decisions you have to make and or maybe when you make them next year, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on, Marquise. We appreciate you and best of luck on your endeavors, little bro. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Brian, that was our podcast episode we just did with top running back, probably in the mid pen. Marquise Williams out of Bishop McDevitt High School. I mean, talk to me. We had a we had a great talk. How do you feel after that conversation with Marquise? Like I said, you look at him, he, he's got a lot of great tools that the college coaches like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a good vision. He can cut and without losing acceleration. He's a quick guy. You know, he's quick in the short area. Mm-hmm. And then when he, you know, he can he can turn on the gears and leave guys behind him and get those chunk gains. Um he, he's a really nice back and, and a back that I think will fit in uh, with some teams really nice, when, you know, teams like to spread the ball and things like that. Um, and he's a smart kid. He's a good, good kid. And uh, he's a kid who came in, a lot of expectation on him and he's lived up to it. Yeah. Um, and he's got one more year to go. So I'm excited to see how it pans out for him. Maybe I'm glad we got him on. Absolutely. And you stole those, you know, last words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, you know, he, he's definitely a good kid with a great head on his so, on his shoulders, but it's going to take him a very long way. Um, he's quick. He's agile, especially in the open field, man. He's speedy. And I know you heard him say that. Some people even compared him to be, being quicker than Shady was in high school. So that speaks miles to his character. Um, and I think, you know, we have a lot of great football left to see from him at Bishop McDevitt High School still. And whatever school he commits to, we just know they're going to get a top-notch dog because he leaves it all out there on the field. Well, I think that concludes our episode here. That's it, my man. I think yeah. we've got a podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those listening across all of Pennsylvania, our high school football fans, we appreciate you for tuning in each and every week. Go to PennLive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. See you next week, folks.